I think it's going to rain and it's going to stop. This is I Am a Griefist, a childhood cancer grief journey podcast. Hi. Hi. You're making a face already. We've got tissues. Don't you worry. <laughs> it's been a while since we've recorded. I know. Do you well, feel was, it? What was the date? I don't remember. I miss it because well, I good. listen to it all the time. Yeah. Well, we. I do too. And it's so funny because I think that we're talking more with family. Like, I feel like, hi, Joe, that he's talking more to me too about stuff and being more open about stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. And Lena, too, she was saying that there were some good things that came out of her episodes as well. See? I know. I know. It's crazy, which I'm super happy about. But I'm also hoping that not only are we benefiting from it, but also folks who might be listening. Again, if you're listening, hi. hi. We don't know you're out there. There's only just been a couple people that have reached out and said, hey, you know, I'm binging. Thanks for what you're doing. You're welcome. I don't know what we're really doing, but just offering <laughs> but our story to you. To be honest with you, I think it's really hard to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to listen to it once oh, yeah. you've been through it. Oh, yeah. It, it is. So it's it's amazing that we got strong people that are willing to talk. You know what's great about it, too, is that like I will re-listen to episodes and... Yeah. I like that we have it recorded so that, like, yeah. I don't have to ask someone to retell that story again. Yeah. Or there's details that I may not have exactly listened to while we recorded it. And mm-hmm. going back, I was like, holy shit, you know. So it's just a little eye-opening, a little opportunities for some revelations out of it. But anyway, uh, we haven't recorded in a while. We've had a lot of things happening. Holy shit, there's yes. been a lot of things happening. And lots of stuff that happens in life and so we are sort of taking you on our journey with us uh through these really tough times and sort of just sharing how we've gotten through it still going through it (laughs) because this is something that uh uh, yeah I'm feeling that too just like it's just it's a ton so we started off June so June's basically the month in between two very significant months for us right so we've got May where it's a couple birthdays uh, Mother's Day the baby's passing yeah and then we head into June which was primarily blocked out for like Father's Day but then so many things happened this month so let's take it back to the beginning of June so June we had a graduation uh-huh so her, the baby's brother graduated. He's 18 from yes. high school. Oh, he's going to be 18. He's going to be 18, yeah. From so high exciting. school. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. How did, how did you feel? Were you emotional at all? I wasn't. I wasn't. But I, I made a... Lays. The lays, but I did it with ribbon, the colors for him. Mm-hmm. And then I put... Remember when we used to, with the baby... I'm sorry, Pink and yellow? Yeah. Pink and gold. Pink and gold. Yeah. So, um, By the way, also the colors of my wedding. Yes. <laughs> very pink yes, and gold. Uh-huh. Um, pink for so, princess and gold for childhood cancer awareness. So I put the gold, so in between the his colors, which are green and white. So I put the gold in there. And then I also put a pink ribbon that says I love you for his sister in there. I don't even know if he would even, because he's a guy, <laughs> 
if he would even... It was significant for him. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I know that the money was probably significant <laughs> for him. It was, it, was it was a, a money, money lay. lay. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm sure he that was a significant did not notice. <laughs> but I also know that his mom, so your sister Jess, had a bracelet made. Yeah. And he wore that. Oh, he did. Uh, he did. Oh. So she noticed that right away when she saw him. Was, oh, he's wearing that. Oh. So basically, it was inscribed. Really, it's inscribed. It's inscribed with a note from his mom, but also with love from his sister. Yes. Yeah. So very super cute and sweet significant, and emotional. Yeah. Significant for all of us that he also recognized that. So as a sibling, I want to say that sometimes I feel like as an adult, I think are they really going through anything? And yeah, they oh, are. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. They are. Oh, yeah. They just might not be telling you about it, right. but for sure they are. Yeah. So I was emotional at his graduation. Mm. It was a bit triggering, and it was basically, it was me, you, Jess, and Joe. Uh-huh. So Mama Jess and Uncle Joe. And I turned to Joe and I said, it's triggering me. And he sort of just like, he didn't know what to do. <laughs> it's like, Mom? Yeah. Uh, but you were sitting on the complete opposite uh-huh. side, so he couldn't get any help for that. But I, it was hard to it was hard to watch. So we were in a big arena, and it was indoors. And we were basically up, like, in high seats, and we can see, like, down on the floor level where they would have, like, a basketball game or a hockey game or mm-hmm. whatever. And we were waiting for him to walk out, but you just hear the graduation music start, and that's when it got emotional for me because... It's one of those things where I'm, like, super proud of him that he's gotten this far, that, you know, he's able to do school, period. Because mm-hmm. when I was in college, I dropped out and shit was getting serious. Yeah. By the way, I finished school, so I don't think I stopped there. It was just, like, an emotional roller coaster, and I couldn't do school plus all the cancer journey that was going on. But when the graduation music started, it was just a reminder of, I wish you was here. Yes. So that made me angry. All Again. of those things are reminders that we're missing out. I was going to say she's missing out, but we're missing out. Well, I would say she's missing out, too. She may be she may be there spiritually. Yes. Again, I don't know. I'm hoping that she's there spiritually she's yeah. with us. So I'm hoping that through us, she's witnessing her brother graduate. Of course. But I do feel like she's missing her brother graduate. Yeah. She's not with us to celebrate her brother graduating. But if we believe that she's with us and she was there. Okay. <laughs> it still didn't change the fact that it was like I kept having to catch my breath because yeah. I was mad, I was happy, I was emotional. I was like, this is just another one of those milestones that uh-huh. I wish she was here for. Yes. And I'm mad that she's not here. So that was one of them. Mm-hmm. So we had that. I think overall it was an okay event, but it was definitely a little emotional. It was a yeah. little triggering because I'm playing in my brain about, you know, her not being here, but wanting her to be here. Hopefully she's here, you know, with us through spirit that she's with her brother graduating. And it was just great to see again that he's able to still have these accomplishments knowing that he's had to lose his sister while growing up, yeah. you know, so. Well, Angelina said that too. Who, who? Who does that? No, there's not a normal childhood, but that's their normal. Yeah, yeah. And, but that breaks my heart that that's what's normal for them. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so that sort of kicked off June. So it was, we started good. <laughs> we started good. And then. Well, then it all happened. What so happened? It's a long um, story. Wait, hang the, on. Hang but on, I'm going to tell on. the facts. Well, hang on. 
Well, let's let's back up a little bit even before graduation too. Okay, so June is I think Cancer Survivors Month. Yeah, that triggers me to yes. see. Yes, because we're not a part of that group. No, I'm. I. It's all over Facebook and, yeah, and, and social Instagram. media. Yeah, and oh I'm my like, god! Oh god. And I skip, see it. Skip. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah. So it's while I am happy, of course. For all of the survivors, all the surviving families, I wish I was there. Yes. I can't help but feel jealous, jealous that, is that a good word. we were yeah. not we're not in that group. Yes. That's the one I would like to be in. Like yeah. even Joe said, you know, I wish I was here talking about how we survived cancer. Yes. Well, no, we're not we're not part of that group. So yeah, one hundred percent triggering. Mm-hmm. So it sort of set off the tone of I think what we should have expected for June. Yeah. <laughs> But, oh, good Lord. Yeah, but it, I mean, it is a reflection of just like how far we've come. It is it is just like a, a means for us to be appreciative that, you know, we have each other and to be grateful for that. But it doesn't change the fact that it makes me mad that we're not in that group. Yes, I'm with you. Yeah. So June. Okay, so that sort of sets the theme for June. So then after graduation, mid-June sucked for me. Uh-huh. There was a coworker of mine who I will not mention for the sake of their privacy and respect for the family that passed away at work. Not at work, but they passed away. And it was this person, uh, 40s. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Makes me think of Joe, Uncle Joe. Two kids. Oh, my goodness. 12 and 9. And he had been unwell for a long time, thought that he was going to come out, and he just didn't. Was that COVID really? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. So that was interesting. So I'm in grief every day, period. And so I'm also in a position where I have to communicate this message to leadership at my organization. And so I have to be the one to call and tell people bad news. It's hard. Oh, mom, you have no idea. Uh, No, I do. (laughs) I do. Oh, my God. Um, Okay, so... So it's really challenging for me to sort of check my emotions about it because while it is significant, while it is painful, while it sucks for people who haven't, in my opinion, haven't had the significant grief or trauma, this might be a significant trauma for them. Mm -hmm. So I'm communicating trauma for them. But to be honest, this particular event, or I don't know how else to call it, wasn't horrible for me. It wasn't horrible in that I've experienced worse. Right. So maybe I am the best. Yeah, but maybe I'm the best person to communicate these things because I know how bad it is. Yeah. So 100% it's a trigger because I'm so sad for the family that has lost their loved one. Mm -hmm. And this person was at their job still, like they almost didn't go home through COVID. They were still providing service while at the institution. Uh And so just clearly, you know, steps up for the team, just a great colleague. So that was hard for the teams, right? And so it's communicating, and then I'm the one coordinating, you know, sending flowers and doing the communications and the, you know, announcements and stuff. So... That was really difficult for me, but it wasn't horrible. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it was just a couple of triggers in there that I had to work through. And I was like, okay. To be honest, this wasn't my first at work. 
believe it or not, this is actually the second that I've had at oh. this particular place. And before that, never had anything like this happen before. Mm-hmm. So at this current place I'm at now, this is the second time. Wow. Yeah. And I've been, been the one to do like the communications, all that stuff for both. Just the position I happen to be in. Uh-huh. So I'm getting tired of it. I'm thinking I'm bad luck. No. Like, <laughs> no. That's just life. Shit, it's two times. I know, but that's, I'm telling you, Mia, it's just life. It's a. <sighs> How many people have you lost like at a, work? So while working? Not while working, no. but. See? I, but there's people that are passed retired, away from work. I but know. you retired and haven't had any, and I'm... No, we've had people that geez. have passed away after they retired. Yeah, no. Or after they quit. Nope. Yep. Nope. So we have. <laughs> we have. But not while they're there. No. Not, not while as far employees. As I know. Yeah, yeah, no. So this was... <sighs> this was really heavy for me. It was mm-hmm. really heavy for me, and to be the one responsible for doing that, if I brought any sort of, like... I don't know, relief so that others didn't have to do that because, again, it might be more yeah, tra- traumatic hard. for them. And then it's Great. it's one of those things that if if you don't do it, somebody else has to. And if they don't, you feel like you dropped yes, the ball. Yes, exactly. So it's almost like if, if you don't do it, it's not going to get done because exactly. you know, nobody else is going to exactly. be able to handle that. Yeah. yeah. I know. So lots, lots of weight on my shoulders. And I just actually today came back from... You know, we're starting this recording right after I attended their services. Oh, my gosh. So it was horrible. It wasn't too horrible, but it was horrible because Mm -hmm. of the sons. They were there, and the nine-year-old just looked just, like, just heavy on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. Like, people were rubbing his arms, like, you know, thinking of you, kid, or, you know, stay strong, or whatever people say to kids. And I'm just watching this kid just physically crumble. Just poor little kid lost his... So that was tough. But I didn't think I was going to be able to go to the funeral services, and I did. I'm actually proud of myself. That's good. I'm really proud of myself because I was avoid, 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 avoid at all costs. But you know what it made me think about, too? And I feel like I'm talking most today. (laughs) But it made me think about funerals. It made me think about your mom and dad. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't a trigger. It was more just sad. And I think I attribute that to not having to bury the baby. Mm. Because I remember when the baby passed that Jess was talking about what they were going to do for services, whether they were going to bury her or whether they were going to cremate her. And growing up Catholic, you bury you, yes. you bury family. Yes. That's It's not really a mm-hmm. choice, right? That's just what the culture and custom to do. Mm-hmm. But when she said she was going to cremate the baby, I, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Were you? No, because I was part of the decision. What? So, Tell me about that. So what ended up happening is she was asking. She says she said that. She was, I'm torn. And I told her, my husband, Steve, his father was in the service, so he is buried in a VA cemetery. Mm. His mother was cremated. Mm. So I said, talk to him. He's got mm-hmm. the experience on both. Mm-hmm. So I heard their conversation, and my understanding is that what he was telling her is that it doesn't matter where what you do. He doesn't go visit his dad as much as he should or as much yes. as he feels guilty about not visiting his father. And that's what just told me. Yeah. Is she said that she didn't want to feel obligated to go visit a place to see her daughter when her daughter can be with her everywhere via cremation. Yes. And I never thought 
about cremation. I never so, thought that that was really even an option. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it is now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was really interesting when it came time for that decision. We've already talked about it, he and I, that that's what we're going to do. We have it on a, I don't know if it's a living will or something that we have it. And so we're going to give each one of you guys like a little, because that's what he has from his mom is just a little, a little bit of ashes in a, like a tiny urn. It's not Mm. even that big. It's a small urn, Mm -hmm. but it's enough so that if you want to, you know, feel like your parent is there, because to be honest with you, if we're. In this spiritual journey that we're on, mm-hmm. then they're always with us anyway. And if that's just a reminder yeah. that they are with you. Yeah. I mean, I walk in a room, I know she's in there. <laughs> I yeah. know this, the ashes are in there. Yeah. I don't know where they are. I, You'll have to show me. I don't know where they are. I just know oh. that they're there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually glad that she did the cremation. And as Callie says, there's opportunity for you to have them with you through other means like jewelry. Right. And you can put their crew, you know, That's, their cremains in is, there it's and amazing. take it, it with you amazing. wherever you go. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So at today's services, it was difficult, right? Because mm. you're seeing a family grieve and you're seeing a family mourn for their lost loved one. And I'm watching as this family, like, I'm watching this family's pain. And that's hard, you know. But it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. And that this person was buried the same place that my foster grandparents are buried so my mm-hmm. dad's foster parents who passed away recently they are there and I wanted to go stop by but I that place is humongous and I wouldn't know huge. where they are yeah. I know they're on the right side and that's about it <laughs> so so that wasn't as difficult as I thought it was going to be and mm-hmm. I talk about this later but I'm talking to a therapist again because of all this but we'll get into that but she I told her I was like I think I'm gonna go and and sort of test my boundaries and my limits because at one point I was like nope when the other coworker passed, I'm like, I can't go. Like, it's just going to remind me of, it was too close to when the baby passed. And I was like, I'm not comfortable going. I just, for my own yeah. mental health, I don't think I can go. And so I was telling her, hey, I think I'm going to go to this and, you know, test those boundaries and kind of see if I can. And if I show up, they're not going to know if I just leave. So, you know, I stayed and I stayed the whole time mm-hmm. and I did okay. I cried a little bit when I was watching the kids and put like the flowers on there and mm-hmm. have to wait for everybody to kind of go by the casket and put like their flowers on there. So that was really difficult to watch, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, which mm-hmm. is really sad, really weird to say. Yeah. Anyway, so that that sort of kicked off the month for me. And then mom. So <laughs> it's a long story, but the 17th, which is a Thursday, Tank ended up doing some kind of soccer move outside, twisted her hind leg and tank is the big great dane by the way 123 pounds Woo! you're the number 23 yeah. as soon as i saw it i'm like what Whoa. 123 pound great dane she ended up making some she was doing the zoomies because they're famous for zoomies and she's always doing that but that night she decided to take a really quick turn and all of a sudden she yelps and your sister nurse jess <laughs> Checked and no bleeding, no broken bones, nothing obvious. Next day, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to make an appointment to go see the doc. It's time to let the dogs out in the morning. Sometimes Roscoe, who's the 10-pound Yorkie, so she's my Great Dane, the 10-pound Yorkie. Then we have Diamond, who's a 3-pound Yorkie. So the 10-pound Yorkie, Roscoe, is on medication because he's got, everybody's got issues, but he's 10 years old. Yeah, he's got a bunch of health issues. Yeah, so it, it's, it turned out it wasn't as bad as it was, but, you know, 
we had one vet say he had a heart problem. Then I went to a specialist who said, oh, he doesn't have a heart problem. So they gave me some medication, and then I started, like everything else, I started looking into, like, natural stuff. So he, he was on his doc's medication and some other medication. I only mentioned that because I was getting it all ready for him in the morning. They get up. Uh, my husband let Roscoe out because, of course, Tank is not feeling well because of her twisted ankle stayed inside. About an hour later, I get all this stuff together and I'm going outside with Tank. Tank is hopping around and I'm calling his name, calling his name. I can't find him and not. I'm looking at his usual spots because he likes to, it's hot out here. So there's Several areas are a lot cooler, so I'm checking those spots and nothing. And all of a sudden, I look up and I see his carcass. And I guess the same time I looked up, Tank did too, because she started going that way, hopping. So I grab her, bring her upstairs, and get my husband to go ch not check on him because I knew he was dead. Then I started looking at the cameras and I saw the coyote that ended up getting into jumping our six-foot wall, and we actually not just have a six-foot wall, but we have a set-up barrier so that they can't get in or out. Anybody, you can't just climb in, and coyotes are like fucking savages. Fucking agile, <laughs> athletic. Piece of shit. Sorry. And they didn't look like it was starving either. That that It was a big-ass coyote. A, it was a big coyote. And again, we didn't see the attack. We just looked on the cameras afterwards and saw what had happened to him. All that was left was his carcass, his head and his carcass. And I just lost it. Lost it. And of course... Me too. I, I send out a message and then to just my kids. And, and then, of course, Jack has to call me. And when she started talking to me, I just started wailing like I lost my best friend. And, but... Roscoe was a connection with the baby. She was his first forever puppy, which she had her make-a-wish. She actually, one of the things, because they get choices, one of the things, and she said that she, she wanted a puppy like Roscoe, a forever puppy like Roscoe. But she got one even tinier. Yeah, A third his size. <laughs> but it's just... It's just one of those things, like, it's fucking one thing on top of the other. And I think it was just emotional because of everything else going on. And so then I didn't have time to take tanking until Monday. And then turns out he, she has a torn CCL. And we're dealing with that right now because she had her surgery on this past Wednesday. So she has to be in her crate 24-7 for her surgeon said five weeks and... I think it's an eight to 12 week recovery process. So I had to call off work <laughs> because that's what happens. And you just, your pets are like family, so. So if we can talk about Roscoe a little bit. So Roscoe, we got as a puppy and cutest little thing. And the baby and her brother just loved him because he was so tiny and we didn't realize he can get tinier and then time comes <laughs> along. But our animals have always been like emotional support for us. Yes. And definitely for her because through cancer she was able to, you know, still hang out with him and 
he would he was just the easiest dog he he didn't like he never growled at anybody or you know he was never a vicious little dog that you sort of think tiny dogs are typical you know typical behaviors for little dogs he was just so easygoing. He got along with the rest of all the dogs that came through the house. He he was just he was just small, so you would have to be delicate. And he had like injuries. I think he fell in the empty pool once and injured his back. And he'd always, like, walk around like with his caboose, like a caboose, you know, like yeah. dragging his back <laughs> around. And he was just an awesome dog overall. But he was connected, like Mom said, to the baby as well. And I remember she would put, like, bows in his hair, and she thought it was the funniest thing because it's yes. a boy dog, and she's putting little girly bows in his hair, and she would just crack up about, like, you're not supposed to do that to little boy <laughs> dogs, you know? So so when Mom texted that morning, I was already, like, trying to recover from losing a coworker, And then on top of that, this, I... What you missed was I had already wailed. Like, I was wailing at home, and or my husband was asleep, and he came up. And I guess you had texted him, too, but I didn't know in that group text. And he came out, and he was just, like, like trying to comfort me, but I couldn't be comforted. Like, Roscoe was just amazing dog. Like, I'm super connected to dogs in general. I love dogs. Dogs are my thing. I'm passionate about dogs. And just because of all the service they provide, they provide emotional support. They do work, police dogs, uh-huh. search and rescue, right? All the stuff like guide dogs for the blind, mm-hmm. all that. Like, I can't appreciate dogs enough just because of what they can do for us. Like, mm-hmm. they're just here for us. And their time is so limited on earth. Yes. So painful. But I think part of why I was in such pain. That morning, you know, hearing about Roscoe getting killed was that he was small. He was tiny. Helpless. He's helpless. Yeah. Yeah. And this fucking coyote comes and is just like, oh, easy food. Like, Mm -hmm. and I have a hard time accepting that. Accepting, like, the circle of life, right? Yeah. But also because of where you live. There are a whole bunch of other houses, a whole bunch of other fucking animals. Like, why pick this one? And I'm not wishing this upon anybody. Don't get me wrong. But this community where you live is is not, like, in its own little area. Like, you've got tons of houses before. we're in the middle of the street. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. So none of it makes sense. The time he went out was, like, at 2 o'clock in the morning. He was killed within 8 minutes. Within 8 minutes. Freak timing. Mm -hmm. And I... I just, I'm at a a huge loss. Mm -hmm. I'm just at a huge loss. Like, I'm just so sad. And that day I was like, bye work. I got to go. I got to go to my mom. Drove all the way to my mom's house. And she's like, Mia, I'm fine. You don't have to drive. Don't drive. Don't drive. I don't want you driving. Because I know I couldn't drive at that moment. I was just like, yeah, this is is just too much going on right now. And. I just want to cry. I just want to roll up in a ball. And so I didn't want you driving, but at least your husband brought you out here. Yeah, he drove us all. We brought the pups, too. And, you know, it was just being here with my mom and to provide her support, even if it's just sitting here doing nothing or saying nothing, you know. But it's just like as soon as something traumatic like that happens, I feel like I just need to be with you guys. There's something that just, like, I don't care what's happening. Same thing when the baby got sick and they told us six months. I was like, I don't care what the fuck is happening. I'm just going to come be with Mm -hmm. you guys. So sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so yeah, so that happened still mid June. Yeah. Still mid June. And 
I still feel like I'm recovering. Like I still feel like it's we can't still, talk about I know. it. It's like, oh my gosh. And then again, we still have to concentrate on Tank's injury because it turns out to be a lot worse than just a little tweak. Because I just thought, oh, she just twisted her ankle, but no. She yeah. tore her CCL, and I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah. So now we're we're dealing with that, with the recoup from that, because, the gosh, and it's weird because they don't consider that an emergency at the vet clinic, and with COVID, it's, I don't know if everybody just shut down, including yeah. the vet's offices, and they were just seeing just emergency cases. So it's still a long wait to get somebody to, to see them for something like right. that. So my vet doesn't do... A particular surgery that I wanted to get done on her because she is so big there's yeah. there's different choices that you can do when that happens but the one that I was reading was better for the larger dogs mm. was not being done by my vet office but an affiliate vet yeah yeah in a in a city that's about an hour away from here and I decided I I need to do that because yeah. I need to do what's best for this dog too yeah. and it's just I don't know it's just it just seems overwhelming to me right now. Yeah, and so I'm sort of dealing with something pretty similarly with my dog. She's 11, Uma. I think I've talked about Uma before. She's a, a pit mix. I think she might be American Bulldog pit mix. But she she started with just some snot in her nose and we're still trying to figure out what's going on. And it was a big piece of booger and I watched it for a day or two, it wasn't going away. Took her in and they're like, "Oh, she probably just has allergies." She's a delicate flower anyway. She she has skin allergies, and so I was like, oh, that's not surprising. Put her on some Benadryl. Didn't help her. So I took her back. Hey, can you take a look at this? It's not helping. And the vet tried to put her on an antibiotic, thinking it might have been, like, an infection of some sort. Let's try to kick it. Didn't kick it. Hmm. And then in this process, we know that her eye, we see that her eye is sort of shrunken in a bit. And so now they're sending us to a neurologist. And I'm freaking out a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not a good month for this. This month is horrible. So wish me luck. Wish us luck as we head into the vet, not only for our wallets, but also for the care of her. And she doesn't have anything serious going on. But her, too. If something happens to her, it will be equally as painful because... She was, she's been support for the baby, too, through her cancer journey and support through me as I grieve. She's an amazing emotional support dog, not Mm -hmm. officially, but, you know, she, I think it's in her best interest to support me because all she wants is to be pet and loved. And so, you know, it it releases some tension to pet and love on her. So it's Mm -hmm. a win-win for both of us. Yeah. So, yeah, this month has been really sucky for our animals, but animals in general have always been really amazing to us. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying right now. (laughs) It's okay. I understand. And to be honest with you, I think they are so important. So even with any of their passing, it just seems it seems worse now. Not that it wasn't bad before because we we went through things before with our other pets, but it just seems like after losing the baby, it's just been worse losing yeah. anything. Yeah. So imagine the compounded grief that I'm going through this month. Yeah. <laughs> Don't feel bad for me. Right after Roscoe, I was like, I'm not doing well. I'm not doing well at all. And so I called the office and I said, hey, the doctor's office. And I said, hey, I think I might need some support to talk to a professional because I have just this 
overwhelming sense of grief that I don't know what to do. I'm not feeling like I'm doing good with it because I'm just sitting like I was I have still have zero interest in doing things. Mm -hmm. It's taking a lot out of me. It's taken a toll on me and I just I don't know what to do. So I'm I've gone back to therapy. Isn't it weird to say? No, why would it be weird to say? A long time ago, um, it was weird to say that, but not anymore. I don't know, because I almost feel like I'm, I don't want to say failing, but I'd, I'm struggling. Maybe that's the word. It's I'm okay. struggling. It's okay to struggle, and it's okay to go to somebody that can help you with that struggle. And that's the whole thing about, back in the day, it used to be like you were a mental patient. What if, if I am meant, a mental patient? You wouldn't be able to. Stop. Look, any <laughs> professional listening probably thinks I should be on medication, okay? <laughs> I think anybody that's <laughs> lost a child is probably a mental yes. case. But yes. It's really, this is life. This is, you know, this is why we have counselors. I mean, yeah. look at Angelina. She's going to be one of the ones that are going to be helping. Hell yeah. Yeah. Can't so, wait for that. But yeah, yeah so I've sought help because I, I don't know how to get through this shit alone. Not yeah. that I'm alone, but, like, it, it feels like I'm alone. So I have to tell you something. I'm going to share something. Uh-oh. Um, no, nothing bad. Okay. Just uh, there are people in my life that never, ever believed in going to counseling. Yeah. And they said because of listening to the podcast that they went and they are finding. What? Yeah. They're finding such comfort. The comfort's oh, someone. Good. They're finding comfort in that. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know how we did that, but high five. <laughs> All I got to say is just keep going. It, again, if you don't like the person that you're going to, find somebody else. I think you, I might change mine. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to? I might. It's okay, though. I That's know. What I'm saying. I you know. can do that. Yeah. And there's a lot of us, you know, back in the day, you, they used to just prescribe a medication. Now it's yeah. not that way anymore. So there's that a lot of us that next. don't want to be. I don't want to yeah, be numb. That might be next. Medication? Yeah. Oh, not for me. I don't want if to be I numb. Can't, if I don't feel like therapy is is working, I might consider seeing a psychiatrist to get on some level of medication. Because oh. I do have fucking, like, squirrel moments constantly, especially at work. I get distracted pretty easily. Can't stay. Yeah, but that doesn't have to do like with on, grief. Well, it might. I don't know. That has to well, be. That's just because you're my kid. Well, maybe. I'm ADD. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that might be something I need to consider, especially with, like, Zoom meetings. Like, I can multitask, but then I don't really multitask because I'm not paying attention to my meeting. I'm just doing other things. Right. <laughs> so, right. I mean, don't tell my boss that. So, anyway, yeah. So, I've, I felt like I needed to talk to somebody because this was too much. It was too much at once. You know, I could probably get away with having to deal with my coworker passing away alone but then to add Roscoe on top of that and I I loved on Roscoe every time I was here he was like the little guy that just because Tank was so big right yeah. she's the attention seeker right so mm -hmm. little Roscoe you can barely find at times because he's afraid to get stepped on and yeah. so I would purposefully go find him and hug on him and love him and pick yeah, him and up Tank and Tank didn't like it no <laughs> like that you oh, get away Tank yeah so it was really painful for me and I still feel like I'm mourning and grieving his loss and oh, it's just been an overall tough month but we'll get through it but we're just still getting through it we're yeah. still trying to figure out that shit yeah uh so then that happened and then what else going after june well we're already into july holy shit well let's talk about the fourth of july because we've already done that how was your fourth of july 
Um, Independence Day for us Americans. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I actually just stayed home and getting ready for. I did a lot of reading, ordered books, ordered products that's supposed to help tank with her surgery. And oh, yeah, you've become that's a what I Grey's Anatomy on. master of CCLs for Grey Danes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But that's what I mean. I don't know if you want So I read in a book that there's a high, well, I shouldn't say high. All it takes is one. One person went to take their dog for a CCL surgery, and the surgery was done on the wrong leg. <gasps> <laughs> so she came up with this thing where you... You can paint the dog's nails green. You know how hard it is to find green nail polish? And it it's easier to put it, you know, I bought a pen, pen uh, nail polish thing. Uh, okay, I don't know why green would be popular anyway. I was surprised that I even found one. Okay. I, so I put green nail polish on her right leg so they make Knew sure they do one. it. Yeah. And I also put a tag around her neck and it said CCL on right leg <laughs> because there are horror stories and I told them uh-huh. I told them look she's got green nail polish on on her right leg and she's supposed to get the right leg surgery <laughs> I was Whoa. scared I, like again I just have to hear it one time and I was asking your sister again she's a nurse huh. and she goes you'd be surprised how many times that happens? Oh my god! So that's god. not a bad idea yeah. for humans. I'm like, shut up. Uh-huh. She goes, uh huh. Well, so I think- had I had knee surgery, and they made me write on there. Yes, well, she can't write on, on there. there. <laughs> she can't tell them. She has to have mom tell them, and it's not even the surgeon that she's telling. No. It's not even the the tech that's going to take care of her. Yeah. It's the tech that got her out of my car because they're still following. COVID, COVID restri- yeah. restriction. So it's a different tech that's going to take her yeah. into the surgery office. So I'm like, no, yeah. we're painting her nails. <laughs> and if I could write on it, this leg, I would. But I don't know. They you have to clean shaved it, it into her leg. I this right? <laughs> this leg. <laughs> it scared the crap out of me with everything else that was going on. Come yeah, on. I, I can't know. I can't afford to lose another yeah, right now. I, know. I mean, eventually, I already know. The, things happen It for all of us. Just human beings and our pets especially yeah. our big dogs they're not even they tell us they're not even going to survive 10 years or something yeah. 9 10 years that's what they keep telling me for the great dane yeah. but we had our great dane and he was 12 years old when he passed away yeah and so i i get it, it a lot of it has to do with the environment they're in and a lot of it has to do with genetics and yeah. i don't know G- yeah. tank isn't starting off too well oh my god so, I don't know. And then if they, the other thing they told me is if you if they have it in one leg, eventually it's yep. going to be in the other leg yeah. too. So overcompensation. Yeah. Yeah. But she's starting to today is the first time that she started picking herself up, because I bought I think it's called a it's not a gentle leader but it said something gentle in it also but it's it goes behind her you and pick it, her up like luggage and I can pick it up like luggage yeah yeah, yeah. I pick her up and Help to, her. just before you came she had to go outside because I have to keep her crated. Like 24-7, just go outside to go to the bathroom, and I have to keep her on the leash because she cannot start yeah. running around again or trying yeah. to, you know, go over steps just or anything. Just take it easy. Yeah, just take it really easy. And right before you came, I just was opening the crate to let her out because she's so big. See, she has uh, in her huge crate, she has the gate in and out on I don't know. On the end and then on the side. On the end and the side. So I have to open one end and the other side. So I have to open them both up. So I so she can go out 
face first one way and I can go behind her. It's so big, I fit in there with her. So, and then just walk through yeah. so that holding up her hind leg. Yeah. I opened up one side and started going on the other side to try to help her and she was already getting herself. She already had got herself up and oh, was good. walking and that was the first time and that's a big deal for me because I thought, holy crap, because she is 123 pounds if I didn't say that. That's a lot to try to pick up. <laughs> I mean, even my luggage, I can't even go beyond 50 pounds and yeah. that's hard for me to carry. So right. yeah, that she's a big butt. So yeah, so 4th of July, to go back to 4th of July. So 4th of July, you know, I had to, to I had to medic, I had to give her something. This, this is the first time I, I had to give to. her something. I need to for Uma. Yeah. Doesn't I didn't good. used to have to. She Me didn't neither. pay attention to it. Me neither. Now she's, she was all crazy with it. But 4th of July, we've always celebrated 4th of July with the baby at the beach. Mm-hmm. When I've been at the beach and we used to watch the fireworks off the balcony. So yeah. 4th of July has been hard. It was hard this year. Just in general, I didn't have a ton of motivation to do anything. So why why this year? Because this is um, six years. Why this year? Why this year? Because typically we have things to do, I think, to keep us distracted. And I think, so my brother was in town, and he was on the beach, and he there were going to be two firework shows on the beach. But, like, my husband was, like, changing his brakes our friends just moved to Georgia. Oh. So usually we would hang out with them. So we didn't have anywhere to go this year. And then with my brother being in town and then us just sort of not really counting it as a holiday this year. Like it wasn't something that we planned to do anything or visit right. people. So we kind of just like. So I wonder if it has a lot to do because I think one of the things is that your sister stayed home. Yeah. And I could think be that might be a big deal because yeah. she wasn't here and yeah. it was like. And like, it's not that, you know, I didn't want to hang out with my brother, but they were, you know, I see the beach all the time. Yeah. So while I would have loved to go and hang out with him, I was still watching my dogs, too, because fireworks have been going off all week. Uh-huh. They have. It's crazy so how it people was, are. Yeah. Like, even before the holiday itself. And so I was watching her, and she wasn't really doing well. So I didn't want to leave her and cause her stress. And then on top of that, have to watch her go through these fireworks. So we kind of just stayed back. But it sounded like the two fireworks shows back to back were amazing. So I'm so glad they got to do that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we had dinner one night before the holiday. So it wasn't that we didn't see them at all. But, you know, they just had things to do, too. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. So Fourth of July was uneventful for me. But I was really concerned about the dogs because they were reacting more than normal. For me, because of how... Because Tank was injured, yeah, I wanted to keep her calm, and that was all they told me. So I think it's blame Jess. That's why. Oh, <laughs> we, we could blame Jess. She's not here, so we could. Blame I know. <laughs> no, I think more than anything, she's to me. She's you know the biggest connection to the baby, and she's a big motivator. Yeah. She's the one that's like, okay, let's do this, yeah. let's do this, and and I'm all for her doing it. Yeah. But I think. I don't know. I think right now she's the one that's like helps us, and it's it's weird because we're it supposed to be weird. helping her. Yeah. But she's the one that's like, come on, let's get going, yeah. let's do this, let's yeah, do that. Yeah, she yeah. like she's trying to get me to go out and do paddleboarding. I'm like, I, I can't stand up paddleboarding. I can't swim. I'm not going. You can do it. You can do it. We'll I'm give you a life vest. She told me that too, but I don't know that. And it's enough I for me. sat most of it. You can just sit and paddle. I did it. I was scared too, but I we'll stood see. up actually. We'll see. Well, I don't know because we'll plan. We'll plan it and let you guys know how, you, how she does. I mean, it depends on what happens with what kind of, you know, how she heals right now. So today, I can say I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere for at least 
two months. <laughs> but um, if she starts getting better, then I'll feel better about leaving her alone. But I, she yeah. can't even be outside by herself. I know. She I has know. to be creative. Think about it. So we're talking about um, getting together for the baby's birthday, which is the end of this month, you know, mm-hmm. July 23rd. So we'll report back on how we do with that. But we do have some guests coming up soon which i'm really Mm -hmm. excited about hopefully we can solidify details but another person overseas (laughs) i don't know how we're doing it or able to reach these people it's crazy because it's kind of crazy to think about it you think about just your like your local stuff you're you know but there are other people going through it just going to the doctor's office you have your your network is small Uh yeah Uh uh and then when you start doing this thing it's like it went from your little small community to all of a sudden it's all all around the world. Yeah. This is crazy. And it's amazing that like our our journeys are so very different, but our journey, you, me, Jess, our journey, whoever else guests we have on here, is still able to connect to others and help them even just the slightest bit. It's it's, it's crazy that they amazing. say that it does. I help. know. Yeah. I know. So, so again, we'll continue to do this as long as one we've got content to share with you, which it sounds like life is content itself. Yeah. Fucking June gloom, let me tell you. But we have some guests coming up that I'm really excited to connect with and have on here, and so look for them. But I think we can wrap this one up. Okay. You down? Sometimes. Wrap it, mom. All right. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Love you.